everyone. Thank you for joining Working Culture's Success Stories, where we learn about the professional lives of artists, creatives, and cultural workers. In this podcast, we will hear how people in the arts and culture sector secure employment and the advice they have for those looking for work or hiring. We hope these podcasts will guide you through your professional journey in the arts. Today, we are speaking with filmmaker and branding specialist, Eamon Jaffrey. A few years ago, Eamon transitioned out of a career as a public servant to working in the film industry and earning accolades as a documentary filmmaker. She did this through personal branding and now works with her clients to do the same. Eamon's work has been shortlisted for the TVO Short Doc Contest and screened for CBC, TVO, the American Documentary Film Festival, and more. She is the creator of the seven-time nominated web series, The Secret Lives of Public Servants, and the director of the five TV1 series, Creatorland. In 2018, she won for Best Directing in Nonfiction at the IAWTV Awards and participated as a fellow in Hot Docs' Emerging Filmmaker Lab. Thank you, Eamon, for speaking with me today. Now, Eamon, you probably get this question all the time. Why did you decide to switch from a secured government position to the arts and culture sector? I know it seems very odd. And I would just like to say that I'm so grateful that I had a chance to have a very secure position in the government. So many people would kill for something like that. So let me explain a little bit about why I decided to leave it. I joined the public service right after graduating from university. I was already working in the public service, so it was a very easy transition. And I just kind of fell into it. I have a background in communications. I was working in HR, doing internal communications. And I was there for about 10 years. It took me a few years, but I realized that that kind of environment, maybe at least at that point in my career, it didn't work for me. As you know, the public service is a very bureaucratic environment. And when you're young like me and I was idealistic and you want to get going on your ideas and, and you're excited, it's, it's just very hard to push ideas through quickly in government. And so I, over time, I felt like it wasn't the best fit for me and that I couldn't be as creative as I would have liked. And so it took me, again, like I said, several years until I realized, okay, I need to get on a different career path. And it was clear to me that an arts career path was the right one for me, but it took some time to figure out where in the arts exactly I wanted to go. And unfortunately, like it's just, it it wasn't possible to just have my day job and then do my, um, my interest outside of my day job. I really felt like... I got to start all over again. I got to give myself that chance again to say, you know, what if I had just graduated from school and I hadn't gone to the government? What would my career look like? And I I had to take a chance on myself. I had to say, like, I need to try this. I need to do something different and and take a risk. And I I do think risk taking is a big part of being an artist. Mm -hmm, For sure. And I'm super curious. How did you make that switch? Was it hard to find work in the film industry as someone with little to no experience? Because you did decide eventually to go into the film industry. So how did you make that decision? Sorry, there's like 
a couple questions there. <laughs> no, that's fine. I love talking about this because I, I want to help other people out there who might be struggling, who are, you know, 10 years into a job they're not happy with and they have a mortgage. And, you know, I didn't have kids, but I had a mortgage and I was married. And so it felt very overwhelming. And of course, I did look into film school. That's a logical step. Go back to school. But you know, you have to do that full time and, and that's expensive. (laughs) And so I thought, I don't want to go down that route and, and, you know, not have a job for a whole year. So I decided, I don't know how I decided to do this, but I started just looking up opportunities that were local opportunities that were coming up. And at that time, people used Kijiji, the website more for opportunities like this. So I just started looking up on there any in the film and television section if there were any local opportunities. And it's so funny because <laughs> I came across one, I think it was even written capital letters saying that they're looking for interns for a Hollywood feature movie being shot in Ottawa. And I decided to go for it. And I emailed them. It turned out to be something very legitimate. And that was my first experience. So I was a production assistant on a feature film with Michael Keaton and Michelle Monaghan. And that was so incredible. You know, I've never had any experience being on a film set. So I, my energy was so high. I was on a high the first day of showing up for work. You know, it was like 6am or something, but I was all bright and bushy tailed. And immediately that struck me because I didn't feel that way about my day job. I didn't feel excited in the morning. I didn't wake up gung-ho about work. Yeah, so even that that indication of my energy levels was a sign that I was going in the right direction. And after that, I actually ended up getting offered a contract as an assistant production coordinator for another film that was going to be shot in Ottawa. And so privileged to have been in the public service, I was able to take leave or take vacation time and use that towards this contract. I think it was um, maybe a month or something. I can't remember how long it was. So that's how I started building up my experience and my resume. And then simultaneously, I started working on my own film. I had a film idea that I wanted to make about Ottawa and the city and has a reputation for being boring. And I thought that would be an interesting topic to cover in a documentary. And that got a lot of conversation going over here. So making my own projects also helped build up my resume. And that's what I've been doing ever since. I've just been working in the industry, but then making my own stuff. And the two kind of go hand in hand. I did get to a crossroads at one point, and this is in 2016, where I was actually talking to a career coach, because again, I was so frustrated. I didn't know what to do. And we figured out a plan. And her advice was, what is the minimum amount that you can live on as a salary. Again, in the public service, your your salary is is very good and much better compared to what you would typically get in the arts sector. That's much more precarious. Sometimes it's nonprofit. So I did have to take a huge pay cut. But through that, I ended up finding a job in broadcasting. And it was a nine to five job and it had benefits. Again, so very lucky. So I decided to quit the public service and take that job. And then even after that, it's so funny. I just, I I realized that even though I was in the industry, it was still in an office and it was not as much on the creative side as I would have hoped. And so 
I decided to leave that too. Like I just oh really like soon after um, I did it for a year and a half, and then I I was still feeling very creatively stifled, and I thought I can't do this. I got to figure something else out. Like I seem to be so unhappy wherever I go. So so since then I've been doing a mix of contracts and focusing on my own consulting business. Oh, that's great. And so I I have to ask. It's such a risky move and so courageous also to move all of a sudden to a new sector. What did you have to do to stand out from all the other people who have maybe a little bit of film industry experience? You know, I was in HR and I was working in career development. So it's interesting that I had that experience in the workplace. And so, I don't know, I guess you kind of hear conversations around you about positioning yourself and how to market yourself for jobs. But it's also something that I'm naturally skilled at. And so when I wrote to them about the job, uh, the way I positioned it was I was actually working on my own film at that time. And I said that I'm interested in producing and I'm currently working on my own film that focuses on this subject and I'm interested it's been a few years now, so I maybe I didn't say all of this, but what I would say today is, um, yeah, so that I was working on my own film and that through the experience of making my own film, I was doing all these different things like interviewing subjects and scouting locations. So just trying to show the skills that I was gathering through my own project. And I think that combined with showing my level of enthusiasm for for being on this project with the, without knowing a lot about it helped pique their interest in talking to me. And I think, too, you know, just being articulate when you write to anyone and having a well-organized and well-thought-out response to a call-out, I think those go a long way, maybe more than people think, because sometimes I assume I'm the only one doing that, but I've I've realized working on the other side that not everybody is like that. People write very casually sometimes through email. And so it's always best to err on the side of formality. And so I think that is the best way to go about it. That's what's worked for me anyway. Now, what about your family or your even your husband? Were they supportive or did they try to convince you not to leave the public sector? Yeah, so my husband is... He's a creative as well, although he's somebody that prefers to have a day job and then do his interest outside of work. And so he was very supportive because he had seen how unhappy I was. And he has a little bit of that kind of mentality, just, yeah, go for it. And and I guess, you know, it's sort of like deal with the impracticalities of this situation as they come. So that was sort of his take on it. Then, of course, my family my parents, they didn't understand it because they're immigrants and they struggled a lot coming to Canada in their early years. And the public service is is ideal. You know, you have a good salary, secure position. What is the problem, right? So they, they couldn't understand it. Well, I think actually when they discovered that I was leaving my public service job for something that was in the industry, but equally secure, then they were okay with it. And then they came around. But it was different when I decided to leave that job. And I just quit. And well, I didn't just quit, but 
I had been debating quitting for a long time and they were, they didn't know what to say to me. <laughs> they were so shocked or I don't know what it was, but they likely literally didn't even call me. They didn't. And then when I had a conversation with them, they were just kind of awkward and they didn't want to address the elephant in the room. And, and then eventually they've come around too. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, my dad, you know, he did something very similar. Uh, ironically, he, he ended up finally securing some, a secure position at the University of Toronto. And then he had the same conundrum, except that he had a mortgage and three kids and he was married. And in his 40s, when he decided to, he was really unhappy and he decided to go into real estate. And so his father had told him that you'll know when to quit when you stop asking everybody what they think, then that's when you'll know it's time. And so I actually use that same logic in my own life. I, I got to a point where I thought I came home and I said to my husband, I'm really sorry again, but I have to quit this job. So it's really important having a supportive network of people who are going to be there for you when you're going through these moments of, oh my gosh, am I doing the right thing? Or what's the next move? Yeah, I think as an artist, this is something that is so critical is that you have a support network around you because trying to make a career as an artist is it's very taxing emotionally and financially until you get to that magic point, I guess, that you're, you know, you're completely secure in, in, in all your, the projects you're creating. But I think there's, there's always times in your life where, like I said, you, you have to take risks in your career, whether that's staying in your current job or rebranding and, and reshifting the type of art you make, all of that. So there's a lot of risks involved and, and that's an emotional side of it. And then there's a financial side of it. So yeah, I think you need to have people around you that can be supportive. Mm, that's a good point. Now, my last question, because you, you're doing so much and as artists, all kinds of artists, we're always juggling various things and you're a brand consultant, you're a filmmaker, and you also do contract work for any kind of film that comes in. So how do you juggle all this? And what, what do you think is the secret to making sure that you're successful? Well, one thing I have is a vision board where actually I outline who I am and my personal brand. And then and also just some principles and values that I live by and some affirmative statements. I look at that every so often just to remind myself of of what's important to me. Some things I just kind of do them as they come, but I generally have an ongoing to-do list in my calendar. It's where I throw everything in. So like in terms of thinking about strategy or about how I'm going to connect with clients or who I should partner with. So I throw everything in there and then I kind of loosely map out what that looks like on a day-to-day basis. So I have a section in there on social media and some ideas on the kind of content that I want to put out on there and what that could look like. That's what typically works for me is if I have some big deadlines, some big projects, long-term things, just chunk it out and make it into manageable portions of the day. 
And then that's how I get things done. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. That was branding specialist and filmmaker, Eamon Jaffrey. You can reach her at eamonjaffrey.com. Thank you for listening to Working Culture's Job Board Success Stories. For more information on other Working Culture resources, please visit our website, workingculture.ca, and subscribe to our newsletter to receive job board updates, news, and trends. Join us for our next episode or contact us at info at workingculture.ca to share your success story. Thanks so much, everyone.